Thanks for tuning in to Mystic Witch. I'm your host, Blue, a tarot reader, teacher, and witch, and you can find out more about me at bluejunetarot.com. Mystic Witch is a podcast about magic, divination, and all things supernatural. So, on Sunday, May 19th, I was lucky to share the stage with five of my most gifted colleagues. Um, we were doing a panel on all things esoteric, and on the panel with me was Denichi Lazuli, Craig Costian, uh, Victoria Aikens, Fiona Avila, and it was hosted by Jane Ostrom. And uh, she put the whole thing together. You might remember her from our episode on the Law of Attraction. Um, you know, she definitely led us with a meditation, which is her specialty. If you listened, you know that already. Um, but we also talked about all kinds of things, magic, crystals, tarot, astrology, numerology. But we also talked about, like, shamanism, uh, quantum manifesting, meditation, etc. So we were just there to field whatever questions the audience brought and they really did bring some great questions to the table and my colleagues did a really great job answering them so it just the whole event was went really well it was really wonderful spending some time with these really gifted people um it's also something that I have always wanted to do um I did mention that in a previous episode um (laughs) I'm really glad that I got to meet that goal um, and also that it just kind of was just so cool. So I hope you enjoy these interjections of, uh, some clips of that event. Um, you know, and I'm going to try to interject wherever I feel like you might need some clarification. Enjoy. <laughs> so there's a thread you can see through all of our presentations. It's the gift of giving. Everyone here, I mean, we don't get paid a fortune for this stuff, but it's something that is, you know, motivated from something within, and that's why you're sitting here too, because you're searching, and there's so many different tools out there to better your life, to to make your life a gift, and always be a gift so that you are a blessing onto others, and that's what this work is all about, no matter what label you put on it, or... What practice? And again, the more you study this, you see that all the different names, all the different religions, all of it, it's all the same thing. So now, I know you have a million questions. Don't be shy. Um, who wants to go first? Who wants to raise her hand? And also, Victoria is not here. She's the astrologer, but she's she will be here. But she's stuck on the subway somewhere. She's doing astrology and numerology, which is also very fascinating. Which question? Um, yeah. Uh, I'm looking for my soulmate. I think I know who and where she is or whatever, but um, because of like some, um, when she thought that, uh, when I first met her at another spiritual gym, she's a, a capitalistic mystical, um, uh, she just thought I only wanted to be platonic friends with her. And then when I got bogged down in the middle of things, and finally I got around to calling her a few weeks later, she got snatched up by someone else. I think she's almost engaged. I, mean, I, I think he's actually moving here from the West Coast just to be closer with her. And, um, but like, um, I really felt that. And even another psychic um, from the like, Awakening Fair in Tarrytown a few weeks ago told me that she is my soulmate. But uh, you know, like, I'm not so sure about that. I, mean, not, I, just, uh, I can uh, give you a name, a date of birth. No, no, no. Oh, okay. no, no, don't have to do that. But I do love this question it's a, yeah, it's a because. Soulmates in general, there are so many different perspectives. Mm-hmm. I, for one, don't believe there's one. I don't believe there's one at all. And by no means does it mean you're supposed to end up together. Sometimes 
we, our soulmate is there and exists to teach us a lesson, in my opinion. Does everyone, what do you guys think? Right? Like, yeah, because sometimes it's actually just a life challenge for us to, and it's, it can be so, it's so many different things. It's not always just like what the media has made it out to be. Well, it's funny, my, my friend, um, you know, Cody, you guys know Cody, me and him were joking around. He goes, no more soulmates, no more twin flames, no more karma soulmates. Yes. Soul 
that like, as you were alluding to, uh, you could have this connection and this life romantically with someone, um, and it could feel like your soulmate, but it could be some karma thing that's maybe in the last life they were... It could be your son in the last Could be your son. That's your life. sibling, or, or yeah. Right. yeah. Um, and that's what the yogis say, that's why we forget our previous incarnations. That is really the number one question that readers are asked, which is anything about soulmates or twin flames. Um, because I think people are very, very interested in partnerships. It makes things a little bit easier, makes life not so lonely. Um, and then you also have someone to help with the burdens of life. Makes things a lot easier. And I think, you know, people make that too big of a priority, in my opinion. You know, it's something that we discourage people from uh, reading about over and over and over. Because your best answers are going to come from a question that is worded with accountability. Uh, because you are really only responsible for yourself. So on that note, you know, we try to discourage people from making that their life's their whole life's purpose. So I really appreciated what Craig said about those terms being pretty layered and that you have to be careful with them because there really are a lot of different definitions in the first place. I, for one, do not believe there is one soulmate. I think you're meant to meet many people that teach you many different types of lessons in life. In any case, here is the next question. To New York from um, Point Pleasant, New Jersey, two weeks ago. Um, so, you know, like I'm still running on New Jersey energy, which is so totally different. Um, a student, I'm a student at New York Film Academy. I just started two weeks ago. Um, my major is acting for film. And actually, you know, like, I mean, the class is very intensive. I've been given three scripts that I have to... So what's your question? I'm oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. So I'm mean, just like, I'm trying to memorize these scripts. And so far, I'm feeling kind of the energy and like the force is kind of wrong. Um, it's just my, it's just the energy of it. You know, like I'm kind of going through the motions. I know I'm way, way, way more creative than that, you know? You know, and becoming the character, portraying the character and... How can I work, you know, like with this energy or change it or... So you're saying that the energy's a little intense right now, you're feeling a little blocked. Go ahead. Well, well you said you came from New Jersey, right? Yeah. What was your name? Jesse. Jesse, okay. Nice to meet you. So Jesse, um, because you came from a place which doesn't have as high energy, it was more grounded, right? So you miss the connection to nature. You miss those ions that you're exposed to. Here in New York City, it's over-excessive. Like, you have so much, you know, well, radiation. One, you have a lot of electromagnetic frequencies being discharged throughout the city. So that stuff, to an empath, you're very sensitive to those things. So you need to at least take your weekends to go back into nature, like go to a park, ground. Now the weather's nice. Put your feet in the ground and just earth. Because if you're not used to being exposed to this amount of energy, it can make you feel crazy. I'm serious. <laughs> really? Okay. So you, you'll feel nuts. You'll feel like, oh my god, I'm having a nervous breakdown. Not to mention all the people that have had picking up all those energies. Yeah, yeah do but, grounded meditations. And, and keep in mind that acting is channeling. Yeah. You're, you're channeling roles. You don't even know what you're becoming. You're just like, oh my god, okay. Just, just The more open you are, just keep this open. Don't think so much about technique. Just like let it flow through you. Once you learn, it's going to be a muscle memory. Your body's going to naturally know how to do it once you ground those techniques into your body. Okay, so ground one, center two, three, receive. Okay, and you'll be able to. Don't you have like baths and aren't there? I do. Uh, I do think that the first thing anyone should do is earth. Before, if they're feeling anxious, if they're feeling, you know, I, I don't think that spell work is like the immediate answer for things. There are usually meditations or, you know, spiritual baths like that you can do on your own, like just relaxing, self-care, the hard stuff sometimes, like calling your therapist, like sometimes it's just that, you know? So I think that's the first step. Like, so I, I completely agree 
like connecting to nature. I would not have survived here 14 years if I didn't figure that out. And finally, at beach season. <laughs> I'm from Florida, so oh, okay. <laughs> I've been having like withdrawals. <laughs> so yeah, I do think that's the first step, but there are spell work. There's also lots of different things like a, sh a shaman can probably guide you with. Um, there's probably clearings that you could do as well. So, I mean, that's one of those things. Anxiety, I think, is one of those things each of us deals with oh, almost every single shift, yeah. every time we're here. Oh, yeah. And what do we do at the very beginning? And I noticed some of you are not good at it. I'm not, I'm not um, criticizing, but I noticed it's, it wasn't easy for you to close your eyes and just connect. So if you start with that a little bit every day and just build it up a little bit. When you see a tree, or if you even see a building that's gorgeous, just look at it and appreciate it, be in the moment. But there's a, there's a lot of different ways. Can I say something about it? I know that like, while you're talking, there's a lot of judgment in like, the process of the work. And a lot of people don't understand that. These are all great individuals. There's a process within your own world about you taking everything in. And these are all wonderful tools. But that process of being uncomfortable is that growing period, believe it or not. Because you're moving from a place where you were comfortable to an uncomfortable place. And that's your growth. So growth is not a comfortable process. So even though you're scared and even though you're not feeling well and maybe there's a lot of self-talk about doubt, there's, there's something about being happy about that because you're saying, okay, I'm changing. And the internal work sucks and it hurts and it's not comfortable, but the change is where the personal growth is going. So once you get past this hill, it's gonna look great. Once you get past that work, it's gonna be great. And you'll even eventually have the confidence, not just to take on roles, but to kind of build those roles that work better for you, maybe physically writing, maybe speaking about it and, and really working through that choke chalk chalkboard, excuse me. English is no good. <laughs> so, but working through it. And so there is something good about that anxiety. That anxiety is a little bit of a push, in my opinion. And just to add to that, the duality of nature, you were saying that anxiety is often, that's a big part of life. And it's often, it's often like when we're growing or going through growing pains. And like, if you're going to be on a spiritual path, one of the best things you can do is just resign yourself to the duality. Everything has a light. Everything has a dark. Everything, everyone. Mm -hmm. That's all. And everything is working for your enlightenment. Yep. You had a question like forever ago. Yes. 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 Um, <laughs> well, I just learned, I learned how you feel about this. So I realized I come for readings every now and again, but I do get a lot of answers myself because I've been on a spiritual journey for a while and I'm intuitive and I'm clairvoyant and a medium. But what I realize is a lot of times when I come for readings, I may get, I'll say, I'll say 10 pieces of information and maybe seven pieces of that information is correct and the rest isn't. So what I realize, at least what I've come to understand for myself, is that we're not supposed to know everything. And I feel like we're supposed to grow and we're not supposed to, even though we're seeking the answers, we have to go through a process for certain things to happen. So it's like we're not going to get all the answers, we'll get some of the answers, and I've learned how you guys feel about that. Oh, I, I, I'm the, I'll be the first person to say this is not a perfect science. I'm the first person to say that I have been wrong before, and the right thing to do, in my opinion, is to give a refund. You didn't connect with that person. The answer wasn't there in whatever way. But okay, but like, yeah, I like it's a learning. I think it's you're not going to learn if you know everything. Real quick, I just wanted to say that. I know I wasn't answering this woman's real question, but I'm really frustrated about the fact that she was wasted her own money and time on bringing a test to a reader when it's already not a perfect science, and that's what I was trying to say. That's just <laughs> what, what I came to agree with all of you guys. What you have to understand is the reason why it's not 100% accurate is because we live in a multiverse. So because what when we're reading cards and we're using all these tools, we're reading a dimension that's closest to ours. Mm. We're not exactly reading out. See, everything that has already happened, the yogi principle happened, is happening now, right? And, so, and will happen. That's what God's name means. Yahweh means he, it calls us to become. So meaning it's still happening, right? In the now and in the then. Uh, omnipresence, omnipotency. So... 
when you're reading the tarot delves into this close like earth x like we're in earth a we're in the central hub of the multiverse but everything is it's not linear it's circular so you're seeing a, a you're seeing a paradigm a, a universe that's closely inhabiting our physical universe that's why the cards are accurate or inaccurate depending on of course the reader and the mood because you have to be a <laughs> okay sometimes you're all stressed about your day and paying bills and all that stuff obviously you're not going to get a clear channel mm -hmm. you know I, or you're mad at somebody <laughs> i also tell my clients i've i've broken this down into layman's <laughs> terms this is the outcome based on right now and outcomes do shift every decision you make is going to shift the outcome yes. so and like what the point is then still, like, not to discredit us, like, you're seeing what the obstacles are and how to avoid them. So it's good to have, like, a regular checkup, you know, once every three months or so. That's what I say. 21 days is the soonest, in my opinion. And I just want to add to this, like, I also get readings from my my friends who are also readers. Being a reader, I get readers like Dr. C. Doctors. And here's the thing, you always have to use your intuition as well when you're sitting in a session because... They might not be accurate to you, but there's some there's some truth to what they're saying. But you have to feel what's correct for you. Okay, so I, I always I don't discourage people from getting reading. That I feel like they're they're good to check in from time to time. I never have my clients personally see me every week. I, I don't believe in right. seeing a reader every single week. Okay, even though it's my business, and yes, I would like to see you, but it doesn't help. Doesn't help you. Okay. And I, I'm very honest about that, and I, and I always tell my, uh, my clients, write down things that feel right to you, okay? So a, a reader is never trying to um, um, bamboozle you, okay? You know, that there, is, there, there are some out there, but we're not going to go into that. But the point is to always try to help you, and you always have to feel things out. And it's not just up to the reader to read. You have to feel it out for yourself as well. Okay? It's not the 100%. Yeah, yeah. Reason on that, I think that people should see more than one reader. Yeah. Okay? Like, I'm very frank about that. You should see more than one reader. You shouldn't be seeing the same reader all the time and every few months or anything like that. It's really important to get more than one reading um, from a different style of reader. Uh, because there's sometimes my style is a little aggressive, maybe it's a little upfront. Maybe that doesn't work for you, but there might be some kind of truth to that. But for say his style maybe works, there's a little education there, there's a more understanding there, there's a different. Mm -hmm. And so you can get two different perspectives about the same problem, but because everything is about interpretation, you're able to get more clarity about your own personal situation. So it's your interpretation, his and mine. So that I think really helps about what the outcome is. So that's right. If, especially if you're getting a recommendation to see a reader through your reader, you know, because then you know your reader yeah. trusts that person rather than seeing these gypsies on the street. Sorry, yeah. you know, hey, yeah. hey you're, give, you're, give me a thousand dollars. You got an accessory karma. I got to clear. Yeah. Oh, here, there's a black cloud over your head. And clearly, no, you people. I get people come to me all the time. I'm like, man, I want a thousand dollars. I'll take it. That's nice. But in, in actuality, no, seriously, when these readers use fear tactics, if a person tries to reel you in through fear, clearly they're questionable. Mm -hmm. Now, I try to educate people while I'm reading for them so they can gain the tools themselves to do it. And that's, that. I, again, it's a karmic thing. I want people to learn so they can go on their own journey and on their own path, not to make them dependent on me. You're not supposed to make a person dependent on you. It's like a drug. Right. You know, then you get reader junkies, right? <laughs> I was doing this, um, I told you I study with an Indian astrologer, right? A Vedic astrologer, and he has a system called Vastu. Vastu Shastra, which is very much like a feng shui. Can you say it one more time? Vastu Shastra. <laughs> so, so in Vastu, there's this, there's this concept very associated with you guys call it astrocartography now. <laughs> yes. So that's the modern. Oh, the mapping. The mapping. Oh. So according to astrocartography, Vastu Shastra, that feng shui, there is a theory that every single direction is inhabited by a planetary body. So northeast, for instance, is Jupiter, the god of wealth and expansion, power and spirituality. So it's funny that New York City encompasses all of those things, where you can be whatever you want. I just put it on a post. You, you can be whatever you want here, 
where you can pretty much do whatever you want, but the, the drive is money and power and, and spirituality. Go south towards Texas. Think about like Mexico. The south is given to Mars, the god of war. Look at the Alamo, the Native American fights that went on there. The southeast is given to Venus. The Caribbean islands, that's incorporated. The, um, Miami, right? Southeast Venus, sexuality, passion. All of those things go on there. And in the Caribbean, everybody's like sexual and <laughs> dancing and very jovial. Because the energy of those places um, correspond to the, the moods of the people and what they go through. It's, it's really fascinating. You should look into it. It's West called Vastu. The West is Saturn. Saturn is about legacy, time. Being regimented, look at the people limits. limits. But so it's like people on the West, they want to be, you know, most of them famous, superstar. The that's all Saturn. They want to create that legacy. That's time, chronology. They Saturn is Chronos. Chronos is time. So they want to live out, creating a, a, a like I said, legacy or, or fill their time, being reputable. You know, that's it's, it's the energy of that. Plus the traffic, you're in, you're stuck over there for a long time. Northwest would be Northwest is the moon, so it's lunar. It's very like um, like think of Mount Shasta, right? Mo- lunar, the 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 third eye and crown chakra of the world. I just want to say something about uh, this topic. Mm-hmm. So uh, this idea of you know being affected by places mm-hmm. and different, whether you're in nature, or you're in a big city. Um, one of my uh, shamanic teachers always used to say the number one cause of illness is being disconnected from nature. Um, and I think there's a lot of truth to that. <clears throat> but having said that as well, during my path to becoming a healer when I was younger and starting off, I used to be very much affected. I would go into a very busy, chaotic place. Um, and I would let it affect me. <clears throat> and as I matured and, and got deeper into the work, I, it doesn't matter what I am. And I think that's where you want to be. Like, other people and places should not be shifting you out of balance. If you're in your power, it doesn't matter what you are. You're always here. You're right here. Give New York a little longer. I have a question over there. I felt like recently I was really in my power and I felt this immense joy that could only come from God. Like I couldn't explain it because nothing externally changed, but like I felt this love, I felt this connection. My heart just opened, I had this heat all in my chest. And I was just in this love constantly, just in gratitude constantly. And now like a month later I just crashed so bad. Mm-hmm. Now like I can't stand like the people who I'm with, like my friends, my family, I can't talk to them, I I can't focus at work, I can't study, I'm depressed and I don't know what I did wrong to God, but I'm like, why would you no, take me so high? No, no, no. And then like bring me back down. Cause I'm like because I've I've had like um I don't want to like freak anybody out right now, but I've had like um suicidal thoughts in the past. I've been depressed in the past, and I'm so scared. Like, are you really gonna take me back there? Because I don't want to go back. So I don't know what I did, and I don't know if you know. Like, maybe if you've gone through this, you didn't do anything wrong. It's actually normal to have when you go through that like extreme high. I have chills right now. It's a beautiful experience, but that's the duality. I feel like she was asking you, and I feel like you need to answer this, though. Um, you're in a process. You're in the point of, you know, usually, and, and I'll let other people speak. I'm, like I said, I'm not, like, really, um, I'm not very articulate, but I'm just kind of straight to the point. So you're in this process, and you're not feeling really good right now because you just had a high, high, and now you're having a low, low. But that's part of your faith because you're talking about God. And so the thing is about faith, especially if you're like a faith believer, and I really am, um, that the process is that. Because feelings, you can get a feeling from a song. You can get a feeling from stuff. They're waving. They're moving. They're flowing. They're not permanent. The permanent is that power that you feel that when you're connected, you're having a disconnect with God because you're busy looking at all these other outside factors and everything is within your connection to God. You're sitting here and saying, oh, he doesn't really care about me. He's forgotten about me. He's done stuff like that. Well, he's within you. 
Um, if we use a parable, and I'm sorry, I'm just going to do as fast as I can. Uh, there's a parable in the Bible. I use the Bible a lot when I speak. Um, there's a point in time where uh, there's a apostle and gets shipwrecked on the island of Malta on the way to go speak to Caesar. I believe it's Peter. And on the, on the way there, he has to be in Malta. He didn't get shipwrecked because it wasn't his mistake. It wasn't his fault. It was the people who were driving the boat, and he ends up there anyways. But the point of him being there is because he needed to see the miracle that God was performing in his life, which was he was in prison. He was in jail. He was the people didn't want to be there from the people on the island thought he was a bad person. That's why you can't rely on people because people always let you down. But his process was that, being sad, being depressed, being there, so God could show him the miracle of his life, that he needed to be in that slow or sad place to be humble for when the blessings come. Because the blessings are going to come. They're going to, there has to be a shift in your life. So if we look at it scientifically, we have to look logically, look at it spiritually, there's going to be a change or a turnaround. This is your turnaround. This is your turn. You're, right. You're supposed to be exactly where you are and feel you don't go by the feeling, but go by with the knowing that it's going to shift. Now, whether it's getting your personal power by getting a healing, by getting a reading, by whatever it is and stuff like that, these are all little tools, but everything is in within. And, you know, faith is not by sight. It's by, by, by knowing, that inner knowing that everything is going to have to turn around. It's just, if we just put the logic in it, it will change. That feeling is just a feeling, and feelings have always ruled you by your emotion. You can't trust them, and you have to do things that will move them out of your life. You can write your journal, you can write the gratitude thing and everything like that, and yeah, the feeling won't change for a while, but at least if you're putting it in, and you're making that effort, and you're constantly doing the reconnection with you and spirit, you and God, you and changing that transition in your life, it will move. I'm sorry, I speak really, no, really, 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 that you experience in your life and your ability to, to look at it and say, I'm going to either take something with this and you know lower myself or I'm going to take this and expand my horizons. Because the more pain that you go through in your life, you have the option of becoming mad or enlightened, you know, depending on how you want to look at the situation. So often the universe will give you 
only as much as you can handle. And if it's too much, it'll bring people in your life who will help you handle that. Because you're never going to be by yourself, because you're not by yourself. Everybody, somebody in your life is experiencing something at a greater degree or worse. Or There, there really isn't a limit. There isn't a, a price on your pain. You can't, you can't say, oh, I'm suffering less than or more than. Everybody has their limitations of suffering. You know, so it's like, why does a person run every day diligently and do push-ups or exercise? Because they want to strengthen their bodies. You have to strengthen your mind and your spirit as well. Not just one day, it's all high and great. Because what, what goes up must come down just as fast. Because the universe only has two polarities, push and pull. Right? So, fear and love. There is no hate. Hate is the encapsulation of fear over love. So, it's also, you, you have um, resistance and persistence. So that which you resist against persists more against you. When you surrender and you let go, you become that. That Remember, what you're looking for is looking for you. Right? So if you're, if you're sad and you're depressed, you're empowering those energies. We call them demons in the Western world. But you can't blame the demons. You can't blame Satan. You can't blame... The, what are you gonna, for every angel you strengthen, the demon is just equally a strengthened because there is always polarity. There's always duality until you learn how to move past it. You are light because you're in, you're entire, the entirety of your being is light. Your experience is a beautiful one. So when you give more appreciation to your life experience, you'll have more light that fills your vessel. And then there's no room for darkness to come in. So appreciation, practice it daily. I always say, uh, well, gratitude brings multitude. That's what I always say. Oh, I like that yeah. one. So yeah. Always, always, every day. Thanks, God, I'm home. Thank you, spirits, I'm home. Thank you so much for the money I made today. Thank you so much. Make a gratitude jar. Have a little change jar and you put, thank you, I'm home. Thank you. Try it every day. And when you look at it, it'll Sorry. resound that truth. You'll remember it's kind of like a, an anchoring point to where your appreciation lies. Right All right, so we have a question over here. Yes. Um, Sorry. Thank you. Um, thank you. Um, I have a, so my question is in regards to the tarot and, you know, using alternative methods. I know you've mentioned you, you, you cast stones as well. Mm -hmm. So I wondered um, if you could just speak a little bit, everyone, because I know you all use different disciplines to kind of boost your practice. Um, of but I am specifically into the tarot room, um, how they kind of, uh, what kind of additional insights they give you because like, you know, and maybe speak a little bit to how they're the same, but also mm. why they're so different. So you're asking why it's good to use, let's say an Oracle deck and a tarot deck and how they would work together. Is that the question? Well, man, yeah, or, and like how they're, you know, kind of, I understand at least a lot of these principles are based on quantum universe and mathematics underlying everything, right. stars, planets. Um, so how they're the same, but also how they're different. So that's a, that's a tough one yeah, because there's solid. so many yeah. forms of divination <laughs> in the world. Like there's so many, we, we can't even name them all oh today. We would well, take we all day. We can try okay. But I'll let you take it. Here's the thing. I also do tarot as well, and I realize that there's just tools. Everything comes from the the reader and the sitter. It's all energy. It's just how the reader wants to get the information to his or her client. So I could I could use rooms if I want to. I just feel more gravitated to use numbers, stars, and the tarot cards. But I could still get the same information if I use rooms or oracle cards. It's just it's not. People, a lot of people have this misconception that the magic is in the the the, the, <laughs> the tools. It's, the tools. It's, it's just for us to help you get the the, the answers. It's, so why do you stack them on top of each other? I guess so. That's a personal practice thing. Like it's how you <laughs> yeah. But it is personal. It's just what we gravitate towards. And it, it sets you apart from other readers. But like, let's say you wanted to know what day to move, you would want to do horary or whatever Vedic practices like that. Yes. You know, if you want uh, to know what your purpose is in life, maybe numerology. So, like, different forms of divination are going to be... One of the things I really love, my friend Arthur, who's an astrologer, said that uh, tarot is, like, the, the Google Maps. 
And then astrology is like the bird's eye view, like <laughs> And I really love that analogy because like sometimes you do need to like zoom out and see the bigger picture and the full full map of what's going on but you know tarot focuses more on like the present if i may be so bold as to say that what, what present, which present? <laughs> right right which, which universe so, <laughs> so does that answer your question i like i like to use i'm just having trouble articulating oh, it okay so I'll, I'll give you a little example like when i'm reading the tarot cards i'm reading the tree of life the way i see it mm -hmm. right so the tarot, when I read, I can read your body parts. I can read your your organs. I can use the cards to read that. I can read something in your family if you want. But when I want more personal readings, I can consult the, the runes because those are different energies of like um, Nordic deities. So I'll ask them. Sometimes I can use the shells. I'll ask African orishas. I'll ask them what do they want to know. So these are different energies you're inviting in will give you a different perspective. That's all. So I can use the Tree of Life. I'll use an Oracle card, an Angel card. The specific, you're just calling in a different deity or entity or energy to give you the answer. Or you don't even need to use that. You could just yeah. look at the person yeah. and scan them with your own third eye. Or you can ask an exterior force. That's why when you're becoming a reader, it's good to connect with your own spirits. Mm -hmm. Find your arsenal, if you will. Find find your 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 um your spiritual family, your spirit body they'll help you out more spirit so, guide, yeah. your spirit guide and yeah. i honestly believe that no one here needs tarot or astrology numerology um we, i truly believe we don't need to use them but we just enjoy it it's, it's a good start yeah, right it's a good start but training rules put them like that <laughs> okay let's throw any yes hi my name is ruth and i too am an aries i have to start by saying i'm really grateful to be here today because uh, I am a Santera. Hey. And <laughs> <laughs> um, I just in March, I hit 18 years. Oh, wow. Congrats. And because of life, because life is going to be life, um, I have not participated a lot in the religion. I know bits and pieces, but key things that I should know, I don't know. And I've spent a lot of time feeling guilty about it. But again, people that I can trust have not been put in my life. And I truly believe that everything and everybody in our lives are in our lives for a reason. Yes. And again, for a season. So, you know, watch my father die, watch my mother die. Have uh, So many things have gone on since... 2011, divorce, moving three times, just so many things. But I get up in the morning. Before I get up, I pray. When my feet hit the ground, I walk out and I ask, Bendición to all my santos and my spiritual guides. So I'm in this awesome apartment. I moved a little over a year ago. And I'm like, okay. Again, I know I'm here for a reason. How I got the apartment is the, you know, and I'm like, okay, so um, I'm here. I love this apartment. <laughs> the peace and the serenity. That's so I important. get in that place. Because, you know, I love burning my sage. <laughs> you know, doing, doing my, 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 herb, my own herbal baths. So I sit there and I'm like, Okay, be careful what you ask for. Give it to me. What am I supposed to do? What is my purpose? One of my only daily prayers is guide me to people, places, and things to fulfill my destiny. Because I know I am here to help other people. Yeah. And I too do not need cards and this or that. I can just look at a person. Aren't you doing it right now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing it right now. You're yeah, asking your purposes and you're talking to everyone. So you're asking, if I may, how to incorporate all of these forms into a practice that then you can provide services. Correct. Right? Um, 
I think taking my class is a great start, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I think that. Um, this class is, is a great start if you want to learn about uh, the symbology of the tarot, like this, why these glyphs are where they are, the history of it, the real like deep study of the, the Smith-Waite. Um, tarot is going to be a big part of your practice, which it sounds like it is. Some cartomancy, everything has like a fancy word, like lithomancy or tassio. So fancy. I like <laughs> fancy Latin word. Fancy Nancy. <laughs> um, if that's going to be a big part of your practice, then that's a great place to start. Uh, my recommendation is to study with lots of people until you connect. It's kind of like finding the right therapist or the right reader. You're not going to connect with every single person, and it's probably going to end up being somebody who practices somebody else so they understand uh, a lot of your practice. So you know what I'm saying? Right. So, but not necessarily. I'm just saying most likely will. It's, it's interesting because as she was, as you were saying, you said, they gave this to me. They gave this to me. They Remember? You were saying they. So you also said, how can I incorporate this together? Well, trust the same voice True. that's bringing you these things because there are so much at the same so, time. So, 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 in stillness, in stillness, Bible says, uh, "Well, be still and know that I am God." Mm -hmm. Because when you're still, don't don't worry about how it's going to happen. It's already happening. You see it? It's already no. You think you're doing life? Life is doing you. That's what it is. It's hard to find patience when you're excited no. and you feel yeah. the vibrations. But let's talk after because I have other suggestions for you so, too. So Ruth, what I was saying is that in your stillness, release the expectations of what you're supposed to do, and instead look for a way that you could just receive all of this. Say God, the same way you say Saint Santos, God's guides. The saints are, you know, it's just the integration between the Afro. Afro-Cuban traditions, the Yoruban practices of West Africa, and the modern Christian saints. So those are all different energies based on colonization, right? The triangular tree. And so these energies are are everything. They're all they're all incorporated in your in your they're in your DNA, right? So they're they're part of you. Those voices that bring that stuff to you, those are just your spirits. Mm -hmm. You just need to say, uh, okay, cool, thanks, guys. <laughs> but, uh, what am I supposed to do with that? Thank you. Okay, one at a time. Oh, so. you know, Craig, too. Like, is there a practice? Yeah, I was that... just say, um, you know, you're talking about all these different things and getting them integrated. Uh, doing a course may be the next step for you, mm -hmm. but that person still can't put it all together for you. You have to do that in the end. But what you need to do now is to go somewhere and like he's saying, be still and know, wait for the answer for what is the next step for you. And in the shamanic tradition, we tell you to go out in nature. And a great practice is when you got a big question, prepare a meal and offer it. Yeah, that's offer great. the meal and then sit there and wait. And that answer may not come immediately, but it's going to come because you put all this energy into that prayer and you made an offering back to nature. Yeah, back to nature. And let it come. And then sometimes the answers to the bigger question don't come right away. Like I, I had a big question I had um, many years ago, and I, I did a, I did a prayer up on the the mountain where Reiki originated. Mm. Well, the answer didn't come immediately. It came like six months later on my second trip to Japan. While I was in a 7 Eleven buying an egg. So spiritual at 7 Eleven. Those are powerful numbers. Okay, we have a question over here. Yes, yes, yes. She's so patient. Thank you. I actually just want to say thank you who asked a question so far because I'm getting so much uh, and yeah. I'm sorry for being so anxious no, um, because I've, I'm being um, I went through this huge shedding over the last six months where I lost everything that I owned, everyone that was in my life, everything and it was something that I actually asked for Oops. and mm -hmm. <laughs> so now I'm getting a place where I'm rebuilding my life and I'm starting to open myself up spiritually again. Last year, when I started asking for this transformation, 
information, not knowing really what I was asking for. And I think I've got a rating for you, actually. <laughs> um, at that time, I was starting to get um, entities interfering with me and my sleep. Hmm. Uh, waking me up, slapping me on the face, things like hmm. that. I lived in the projects. So there's a lot of uh, people trapped there spiritually. Right. Um, and I learned how to keep that from happening, shield myself, ask them, or not ask them, tell them they cannot do that, you know, put up my boundaries spiritually. <laughs> so now that I'm rebuilding my life again and the walls are coming down spiritually, it's starting to happen again. Uh, even as soon as last night, got woken up in my sleep, someone was shaking me. So, yeah. I, I had one experience like that last year. I was um, half asleep and something was growling in my ear. And I got so pissed because I was like, how dare you enter my home without my permission. I am trying to sleep. And I let's say I would get along this thing. <laughs> um, I did what you did. I did shielding. I mean, you have to find what um, what works for you. I did shield because I was I was scared, but I was ang I was more angry because it, it, it entered my personal space, and I never had this experience. I heard about it, I read about it, being a reader, and you know, I, I read and hear a lot of stories. But I personally brought in my guides, okay, and I brought in um, I, I like to believe in spirit animals. I brought in snakes and um, a lion, and I had it attacked this thing. I was like, you're getting out of here one way or another. I'm not taking this from you. You can't show fear to it. That's yeah, what I've learned. Right. Yeah, so this, this, yeah. during this time, the Scorpio moon was yesterday. Full moon, yeah. Full moon in Scorpio. Scorpio. Yes, that's right. And also, we are in, in the, in the Kabbalistic Hebrew traditions. This is the 50 days of darkness. It's called the Omer. Right during Pass for right after Passover, <laughs> bam, from the Passover into June 8th, so April 20th to June 8th, we're in 50 days of darkness, they call it. That's when supposedly the gates of hell are open and, and your shadow self comes to test you. So on the 8th, that's when Moses comes down from Mount Sinai and Mount Horeb, and he gives the Torah, the first five books of the Bible, to humanity. So during this time period, traditionally, it's always a pretty dark time. Saturn and Jupiter are retrograde during this time. And also the lunar transits are pretty intense. Mars is always in a place that's pretty aggressive, too. So it's funny how ancient astrology, biblical stories, they all they all line up again. Like, wouldn't you say, agree, Laura, like, um, during this time, like, what can impact a person? It's like psychology, where a planet is placed on their moon or on their sun. Can that have a different psychological effect? On oh, yeah, I mean... Okay, so a lot of people think that the planets affect you, but it only it only mirrors what you're going through. It has no influence. It it it, it can influence everyone collectively, but you have free will. Everyone tends to forget that in astrology, you make your choices. So yes, if um right now Pluto and Saturn are retrograde, and it will cause problems for us collectively, but you have to. What we've been saying, stay grounded, stay focused, and make your own choices. Don't follow the norm when you know it's not the right thing for you to do, whatever that might be, okay? So if we're going through a period of right now where it, it seems a little darker than usual, you have to, like I said, you have to stay focused on what you want to do, what you need to accomplish. Because if someone's telling you to do one thing, if society's telling you to do one thing but you, and you go against what your feelings are, you're gonna put yourself in, in more trouble, okay? So what we're trying to teach you here is what everyone's been saying, like find your own power. It's, it's, it seems difficult, but then I, I personally believe it's not if you just stay consistent with it, okay? Don't always second guess yourself, trust your intuition, okay? When is this period ending? By the way, the June 8th. It's my birthday, that's how I'm here. Yeah, that's right. Close the open. The question back there will come next year. Hi, so my name is Ambrusha. So lately I've been going through, like, I don't want to say, like, a conflict, but it's, like, my personality. Like, it's always, like, waiting. I'm a Gemini as well. So my son's a Gemini, my moon's a Virgo. And those are, like, two completely different ends of the spectrum. What's your birthday? Oh, June 1st. Oh, one. So it's, like, it's, like, lately what I've been going through is, like, I don't know. It's, like, I'm able to channel, like, not myself. Like, anytime I talk to people, anytime I give advice, I've always been told, like, I saw them talking to, like, a six-year-old woman. It's, like, 
everything I do, like, I don't move like I'm 20. I move like I'm way older than I should be. And even out to my, to my experiences, I'm here, like, I'm, like, handling this, like, I'm not even my age. It's, like, it's just so many personality things I'm going through. And it, it's even coming down to, from outside the spiritual to the physical, like, I have so much amazing things going on. But in the back of my mind, I'm thinking about, wait, I still have to worry about this, this, and this. It's, like, it's just so much. It's, like, it's the good and the bad. It's, like, they're going through, like, so much, like, ups and downs. Like, how can I have some type of control over that, like, internally? Or, like, how can I find some balance? The same, same thing we were talking about. Yeah. Go beyond duality. A lot of Western traditions are teaching us good and evil, good and evil, right and wrong, hot yeah. and cold. So yeah. we're like, we have this binary thing going on all the time. It creates confusion. Yeah. God is all. It says in the book of Isaiah, I believe it's like, I, am the, I the Lord, create all things. I create darkness. I create evil. I am the Lord. I create all things. So I paraphrase it a little bit. <laughs> but the thing is, if God is all things, but you're still here, you're, you're, you're here, okay? So that's what's most important. Though you have lived, your soul is older than you think it is. So there are going to be moments where you say things you don't even know where it came from. It probably came from a memory that it has nothing to do with this exact experience. But keep in mind, I spoke about a multiverse. There is a multiverse happening. This you you are me and I am you in another universe. That's because energetically we only align to what we are. That's why if we want new things in our life, we have to make space for it. You know, with everything. Like she had mentioned earlier, things. Things were falling apart in your life, like your job and all this stuff. But then you made, it was God making space for new things to come into your life. Same thing for you. Your, God is making space in your subconscious mind for new things to happen in your physical reality. Because spirit and matter, they're not different from each other. It's just a difference in the molecular composition. It's one and the same. It's just a distorted version of the other. So matter, spirit, energy, it's all its all a oneness. Just be open to receive and always be thankful. Yes. But, and that, that's it. And you'll receive more of it, but ground it. You have to ground it. Get a spiritual practice that fits you. Breathing is the most important. Just <laughs> diaphragmatic breathing. It clears your mind, your third eye, your chakras, and, and you're, you'll be ready. So and I'm sure. going to say one thing. It's going to be a little mundane. But I have been focusing on you for a little yes. while, and I, I felt that I should just tell you. It's very, it's very mundane what I'm going to say. You need to make a schedule. Okay? Mm. You need to do things one one at a time. You can't do everything in, in one day. you got 24 hours in a day, but I feel like you, you're trying to rush, and you need to just take it little by little. Because I, I am, too, going through something similar. I feel like I'm trying to do so much at once, and it's driving me nuts. Mm-hmm. And I realized, okay, I, I gotta I gotta make a schedule. I gotta plan things out and, and stick to it. Because then if you don't, you're wasting time and then you cause more anxiety for yourself. And mm-hmm. it's very simple. I, I like to be practical with spirituality. It's it's just as simple as being consistent and making um like I said, making a schedule that you know that you have to stick to. And then as you go along you realize, okay, this wasn't meant for me. I I'm not supposed to be doing this anymore. Just scratch it out and go to the next thing. So after this, we all shared our various different practices and cleansing techniques, protection techniques, um, you know, just getting yourself grounded through visualization, breath work, meditation, um, certain acts of self-care that can bring serenity, etc. And, um, you know, unfortunately, we just don't have time in this episode for all of that. We'd be here for another hour. But I, I, uh, I do encourage you to speak with each of these readers slash healers. Um, we have Craig, who is a shaman who does uh, shamanic healing at Namaste. Um, and then we have Fiana, who is a very gifted psychic. Um, we have Victoria, whose specialty is numerology and astrology. Um, and then we have Danichi, who pretty much it would be faster to name the forms of divination that he does not practice or know everything about. There's a lot of information in that little angel's brain. And, um, you know, there's also Jane Ostrom, who you can ask any questions. She's on the shop floor a lot. Very often you can find her on the shop floor if you just ask someone if Jane is there. Um, she will be available to you. And then, of course, there's me. <laughs> All of us are at Namaste uh, at least a few days a week. 
Um, if you want to book a reading with us, you can do it by phone. The phone number is 212-645-0141. I do want to take a second just to plug my class that's coming up uh, this Friday. Uh, it's going to be from 7 to 10 $30. We are doing an in-depth study of examining the tarot, uh, looking into the glyphs, the symbology, all of that. So bring a laptop or something to type with because it'll be a lot faster than taking notes. And um, <clears throat> yeah, that class is going to be on the Major Arcana and the History of the Smithwaite deck. Uh, we also have a very important guest, VIP alert, <laughs> a very important guest that's coming onto the show this coming week. Uh, I'm not sure if I want to tell you guys or not. Maybe stay tuned in the social media. I might announce it this week, but I kind of want it to be a surprise. <laughs> so until then, stay mystic, witches. Follow us at Mystic Witch Podcast or email mysticwitchpodcast at gmail.com.